0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The Bigger Picture on BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: Good afternoon, you're listening to the Daily Digest on the Bigger Picture. I'm Dashran Johan, and alongside me is Julia Jacobs and Hezriel Ashraf. So our story for today will be about kindness. So a couple of weeks ago, ardent supporters of Donald Trump stormed the Capitol building in the US and they had weapons with them. So this was just the latest incident of many, which highlight just how polarized the United States has become. But growing levels of polarization isn't something that's specific to the US. It's happening here in Malaysia too. People on either side of the political aisle are unable to empathize with one another or or see where the other side is coming from. So we'll be using this as a jumping-off point to discuss the importance of being kind even when we disagree.
2: Yeah, and as always, you can share your thoughts with us if you'd like to uh, weigh in. You know, what are some ways you uh, you know remain respectful and kind to other people when even when you disagree in, in discussions and conversations? You can send us a tweet at BFM Radio or WhatsApp at zero one eight seven eight nine. Double eight, double nine.
1: That's right. So on the sixth of January this year, something unprecedented happened in the United States. So zealous supporters of President Donald Trump stormed the Capitol building in Washington DC. Many had weapons on them. They pushed through Capitol police as lawmakers' office uh, office buildings were evacuated. And by nightfall, four people were dead. Officers were trashed by the mob, and many lawmakers have, uh, you know, were forced to to barricade themselves in the House uh, debating chamber.
2: Yeah, and this should have been, you know, a very shocking event. I mean, to a certain extent, it was, but at the same time. Um, I think to many people, it, w- it almost felt inevitable and the way it was covered, um, you know, it was sort of glossed over in many ways. And of course, this is this happened in a country that's become increasingly polarized, right, especially since Donald Trump was voted into office in 2016. Politics has always been divisive. Uh, but many experts say that in an ideal world, the left and right should be pushing towards, you know, one another in, a, in an attempt to uh, find a middle ground. But this hasn't been the case in American politics over the past few years, as, um, you know, people from both sides haven't been willing, have only been pushing away from each other. And they've also slowly started to resent one another with people on both sides of the political aisle, thinking that their way and only their way is the well, is the right way. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yes, unfortunately. And one of the reasons, I guess, could be because in modern day US politics, social values and beliefs have become really quite increasingly wrapped around specific political parties, right? Um, As prominent American political journalist, Ezra Klein, so he discussed in his book, uh, which is titled Why We're uh, Polarized, and I'm quoting here, polarization has technically always existed in our culture, which would explain the civil war. But back in the day, it was very common to have a mix of conservatives and liberals in both the Democratic Party as well as the Republican Party. And the civil war ended because progressives in both parties worked together in a bipartisan manner. And these days, such is not the case anymore.
1: Mm. Yeah, and this, you know, it's not just a problem in the United States, right? It's happening right here in our own mm. backyard. Uh, Malaysia is a po- uh, is polarized now more than ever. And this uh, r- racial and religious polarization is also directly tied to political parties and coalitions. And as a result, it has become increasingly Increasingly more challenging to have nuanced discussions about anything, really, not even the economy, without it devolving into some form of cultural war, especially on social media. Yeah,
2: well, tell me about it, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, this this doesn't just happen when we talk about uh, political parties, um, but all sorts of issues. For example, recently. Yeah. Uh, um, deputy minister in the prime minister's department in charge of religious affairs Ahmad Barzuki Shari, said that the government is uh, mulling harsher laws against the lgbt community here and you know we're not going to discuss whether the statement is right or wrong for obvious reasons but uh, i think when rather what happened after the statement was released right we only need to uh, scroll through twitter um, yesterday, Look at the tweets that people were sending on both sides of the aisle, just hurling these proverbial bricks at one another, <laughs> right? Without yeah. without being able to look at it, I think, constructively. That's right.
3: And we were reading through an article on The Star yesterday by Sandy Clark, which was titled, Be Kind Even When You Disagree. And that of you know, kind of in- inspired us to explore this topic. So uh, Sandy, he said that um, he remembered a time where his beliefs were intense mm. and anyone who disagreed with his views was wrong and unable to, to understand reality. Uh, and I'm quoting him here I would debate with anyone who'd listen, and that zeal even spilled over into conversations with Buddhist monks. One of whom asked me a simple yet cutting question What if you're wrong? And forgetting myself, I quickly responded, What if I'm wrong? Why wouldn't you want society to be this way? You know, if it were, fewer people would be suffering. What's wrong with that? And um, he went on to write, You know, with a polite smile, the monk replied, how much do you think your anger and fixed views will help to build a society based on kindness and compassion, do you hold space for those who disagree with you uh, with what you believe? And I think that really struck a chord with us.
1: Yes. So, you know, kindness and you know, having empathy towards the other side. Do you think this um, is becoming a bigger problem these days where people think the other side is wrong and there's no room for discussion and compromise? Have you guys been noticing that? Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> plenty.
2: And, and I think even when we talk about, um, uh, you know, I, I think even when it's ironic that I think that a lot of us are talking about safe spaces at this time, right? Because um, sometimes I found myself, uh, you know, just seeing other people not knowing about a certain subject uh, like maybe, you know, body positivity, right? That's something we've touched on earlier mm-hmm. or, um, you know, on on issues of race and right and what terms to use and what not to use. And and, and um, I think that even then people don't allow other people to, to, you know, I guess make mistakes and, and address them kindly or, or correct, you know, um, you know, ask why they're thinking. And, and I think it's become, uh, it's gotten to a point where I think some people are just unforgiving, yeah. um, you know, that we have to get everything right all the time and there's no room for mistakes. And, you know, if, if, um, if, if we say the wrong thing, then we, we think a certain way that sits wrongly with other people. Yeah, so what I've been witnessing
3: is like, okay, so if there's a topic, let's say, uh, let's just look at American politics, for example, okay, Mm -hmm. Republicans versus the Democrats, right? (laughs) So there's just no middle ground, right? There's no discussion. It's just like, oh, you are some leftist socialist Mm. or you are some crazy redneck, you know, they just polarize the discussion like that and that's it. There's no sitting down, coming to some, any sort of conclusion. It's just and, you know, if they come up with whatever proof or whatever it says, you know, they'll say that, oh, that's some conspiracy theory or um, if you come up with proof to prove whatever, it's like, oh, that's fake news. Mm. You know, it's so easy to use these things to defend themselves. So there's no actual discussion. And I, I don't know, from what I've been seeing, it just turns into vitriol and hatred and zero kindness, like zero kindness.
1: Yes. And, you know, I think what you brought about the leftists and right, uh, you know, right-wing people and all these things, it happens in, like now you're it's bleeding into Malaysia as well. You know, I always go on Twitter and I see, you know, these, it's always these labels being thrown. You know, it's like, okay, so it's either you're this side or mm. on that side, you're on mm. this side and that side. And nobody wants to be like, okay, we are all people. You know, we may be, you know, like, let's say, for example, if you're going to use conservative and liberal. We may be liberal in certain aspects. We may be conservative in other aspects, you know, so, so too, like the people on the other side. And so let's, let's try and see how we can, we can come to the middle, how we can, you know, you know, find this middle ground. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I, I I don't want to just put it on others, right? Because I feel like I'm sometimes also part of the problem. not going (laughs) to lie. Um, I, maybe I don't, I don't do this whole personal attacks and all that kind of things, but And this is something I want to discuss with our guest later as well, Dr. Joel, is that... You know, I sometimes like what uh, Juliet you quoted from the the star earlier. What uh, Sandy Clark said about how he remembers the times where he he believed. You know, he had all these intense beliefs. Yeah. And I sometimes feel I'm that way too. You know, I feel that okay, these are my beliefs, and and you know, I've done all the reading. So you know, if the, obviously I'm
3: right. Yeah. You know,
1: so if, if you know if everyone believed the same way I did, maybe the world be better. You know, that that sort of thing. I know it. It sounds. And no, I, no, yeah. I totally understand. Yeah.
2: I think it's also when when I when I get on social, media i think on twitter especially it seems that um i get riled up by people because Mm -hmm. you know if 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 people are a certain way then i I seem to just immerse myself in the environment and get defensive or um start pointing things out you know um in a passive aggressive aggressive manner um so i've i've just learned to i think um take a break from social media, right. And, and, and understand like that, that my actions have, have an impact on other people. And, and um, yeah, that they, they carry, you know, a lot of weight, even if it's virtual, right. And even if it's not a face-to-face conversation.
1: Yes. So, okay. We, we do have a lot more to discuss and we want to talk to um, the clinical psych, uh, clinical psychologist, Dr. Joel about it, but we do need to go for a very quick break right now. We'll be back with more on the daily digest on the bigger picture BFM. Welcome back to The Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture. I'm Dashan Yohan, together with Julia Jacobs and Israel Ashraf. So before the b- break, we touched on the recent attack on the US Capitol building by Trump supporters and how that's a result of an increasingly polarized country. And this level of polarization is happening all around the world, including here in Malaysia, with people on either side of the political aisle slowly starting to resent one another, unable to meet in the middle.
2: Yeah, that's right. And we stumbled, but we stumbled, on a you know, really nice article in The Star recently uh, where the author talked about the importance of being kind even when we disagree. And to help us explore this idea, we have on the line here Dr. Joel Lowe, clinical psychologist. Dr. Joel, w- welcome to the show. Now, to kick things off, uh, I read a quote by Dr. Wayne Dyer who wrote that, uh, and I quote, when given the choice between being right and being kind, choose kind. And so, you know, do you agree with this? And if yes, Why?
0: I think so. I think the world could definitely do a bit a bit more kindness like, all around, like, right? I think um, a lot of times when we are too caught up with our own self-interest and our own desires and wants and whatnot. we forget like, that we live in a community, we live in society with other people, right? And I think we could definitely stand to be a bit more kind to one another, definitely.
1: Um, Dr. Joel, I've always been conflicted about that quote, right? Because, you know, sometimes I don't, you know, when I think about it, I don't want to be an apologist for bad behavior or extreme views, for example.
0: Mm -hmm. I think uh, we've got to like uh, dissect the the, the idea of kind a little bit. I think in the most uh, stereotypical or traditional forms of kindness, it's, being nice to people, right? Doing good things for people, you know, choosing to do, um, the good thing rather than the, 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 the right thing sometimes in that sense, right? And I think that's the, the more, uh, old school, OG understanding of the word kind, right? But if you look at it from a border perspective, kind can be a lot of different things, right? Being kind to someone doesn't mean accepting what they're doing, even let's say we believe that it's wrong, right? For example, um, if you are a Man U fan, you can be kind to a Liverpool fan, even though you guys are mortal enemies in that sense, right? Um, and by being kind doesn't mean that we condone um, the bad behaviors that they are doing, but rather we say that, you know what, um, you get to choose for yourself what you want to do. I get to choose for myself what I want to do. And that's also another kind of kindness that we can have in this world. right? So I agree with you in that sense. I don't think we should condone or be uh apologist for bad behavior. No, I don't think so. I think we can be kind in the sense that, look, I don't agree with what you're doing, but I'm not going to um, uh, I'm not going to bend over backwards and apologize for you and accept what you're doing. No, I can reject it, but I can do it in a kind way in a sense. A good example of this would be online on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. You know how uh, people get trolled and flamed when they do something silly online, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when I watch these videos, for example, do I um, condone what they're doing? No, I don't, right? But at the same time, there's no need to call them out, to call out their families and call them bad names and stuff like that. So in our rejection of their bad behaviour, we can be kind as well.
3: Okay, so what you're saying is there's a difference between understanding and acceptance. Mm
0: -hmm, Correct, correct. I think that's a big distinction that needs to be made, right? Because oftentimes people associate kindness. If I'm kind to someone, if I'm being kind, that means I totally and uh, unequivocally accept this person for what they are and everything that they do. And that's not true, right? Right. I think empathy is a big part of kindness as well. We need to empathize with people and and put ourselves in their shoes so that they understand what's going on. And that's the main difference between empathy and sympathy, right? Sympathy is we feel sorry for people. Empathy is we put ourselves in their shoes and we really feel what they're going through, right? So that ability to empathize, the ability to understand what other people are going through is really powerful and important because that way then we can if not condoned, we can at least understand or, or, or uh, um, uh, not allow for, but we can at least get what they're going through and why they're doing what they're doing, right? So we, can, we still can reject it, we still cannot condone it, but at the very basic level, we can understand why they're doing what they're doing.
3: And do you think it's also important to you know keep some space for those who disagree with you?
0: Yeah. I think when you when, you, when you were asking a question, one of the first things that popped to my head was the whole idea of humility. Like, I think being able to hold space for your opponents or people who are proposing ideas to you about politics or otherwise, right? I think it's important because it allows us to be humble enough to accept that perhaps I am wrong or perhaps that I'm not entirely right. I think... Oftentimes, when we go out into this uh, battle mode, you know, when people are picking sides over things like one uh, banana leaf rice restaurant over the other, one football team over the other, (laughs) we get into very strong, uh, reactive kind of uh, defensive postures. It's like, mine's better, yours is worse, and that kind of thing, right? But if you think about it, really, you know, who's to say you are right and who's to say the other person's wrong, right? There's there's no such thing as right or wrong. It's just your preferences and my preferences, Holding space for other people's opposing views, people who don't agree with you, allows for that, and I think the world can be a lot more kinder when that's uh, more abundant. Et you know, ultimately, who's to say whose views are right? You know, maybe for the right here, right now, we are right, but five years later, ten years later, that's definitely wrong. Right? I think a good example for this would be the the, the Me Too movement that was where, uh, that picked up a lot of speed in the last couple of years, right? A lot of the behaviours that were going on 20 years ago, 30 years ago, was perfectly acceptable. There was nothing wrong with it. Socially, it was acceptable. 20, 30 years later, it's not anymore, right? So I think it's important for us to be kind because we can, we can allow for or allow space for people, the whole space for people, sorry, with different views and different opposing views and stuff like that. We can be kind to other people, right? We can accept that different people have different ways they can do about doing things now.
1: And do you think this has become increasingly more challenging in the social media era?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think one thing that social media has taken away from all of us la, is context, la, Right? I think when you are able to only uh, get information or listen to information from someone just based on the words that they're typing, right, it, it, it's horrible because that's, you lose so much info, crucial information about the message that's being delivered. La. Uh, A good uh, uh, example of that or analogy of that would be the therapy that I do in my daily work, right? You know, um, having to move online to do online sessions as opposed to the regular face-to-face sessions, having to do sessions on text, on emails, for example, sometimes when clients reach out to us is really, really difficult because you lose so much of that body language, that facial expressions, uh, context. you know, uh, the, the joking, deme- the, the demeanor that you could have while you're sending messages across, and that's really horrible, right? And that's what Facebook and Twitter and Instagram takes away from us, lah. Right? We don't have context, we don't have all the additional layers of information. A good example of this would be that if you go on Netflix and you watch um, all those um, uh, stand up comedies, right? Mm-hmm. If you were to not listen to the, 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 the comedian telling the jokes, if you just to take out the transcript verbatim and read it to yourself, you're probably not going to laugh at half the jokes because that you lose that context in that sense, right? right? I think another thing that happens on Facebook and Instagram is that whole echo chamber effect, right? You are friends with. People on Facebook because they have similar ideas or similar views to you. You are friends. You do interact with things on Facebook, and Instagram because um, you're interested in those topics. And naturally, what's going to happen is that you create an echo chamber around you. Like That means you only hear what you want to hear or what you like to hear, right? And that gives people this false sense of I'm right. We are right. We are the in-group. We are the most powerful group or whatever it is, right? So when you're exposed to someone from the outside... You get really up in arms about it because, hey, you're the minority here. How come you're speaking up? That kind of thing, right? So I think that's the the problem with Facebook and Instagram and all those kinds of social media.
2: Right. And, and, and literature, in literature, in many cultures across the world, there are you know people leaders who suggest uh, that we be kind to those you know to quote unquote to those who do don't deserve it um, as a sign of uh, weakness. What are your thoughts on this?
0: Yeah. Um, I think that's a matter of perspective. La. Ultimately, you know, um everyone around us la, you know, who have our own thoughts and our own views on certain things, la, right? For some people, like you said, you know, when we are kind to people who, who don't don't deserve it, it's a sign of weakness, you know, we should dominate, we should win, you know, that kind of mentality. You know, and that's all good and well la, right? But on the other side, you know, people can also argue that, you know, being able to be kind to someone who is undeserving is actually um, a greater strength, a show of strength and, and, and uh, of power, and, and, uh, you know, because you are doing something that you don't have to do, right? But you're doing it because you can do it, right? So I think it's just a matter of perspectives, like, like a he say, she says kind of thing, right?
2: And I think this could be very pertinent, uh, what you said, uh, you know, to our listeners, particularly in the Klang Valley, for instance. um, I think whenever certain people get voted back into power, there's always a lot of us, you know, who go, uh, you know, it's because of the people in the rural community, you know, it's their fault, you know, this otherization of people, of our fellow Malaysians. Do you think that in these instances, it's important for us to check our privilege and understand that people in rural communities may not have the same kind of access to information as we do, perhaps.
0: Mm. I think it's not only the access to education and, and, and stuff like that. I think it's also the differing kind of needs that uh, all of us have, right? I think unless we've actually lived the day or several days, like in fact, uh, in the lives of the people who, who are not us, right? who are not in the Klang Valley, who don't belong to the same uh, SES status or social status or whatever you want to call it, um. I don't think it's right for us to prejudge judge or, or, or preemptively judge these uh, other people who are not us, because it's not fair, right? I think one of the main uh, uh, arguments is that, oh, they, they, they lack education, they lack access to information and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's totally valid, and agree. But to say that's the be-all and end-all of the reasons why they, they make different choices, it's unfair, right? For example, you know, if they are given opportunities or resources that they otherwise wouldn't get if they are not making uh, certain choices, for example, right? Who are we to say that they're not making the best choice for themselves at that moment, right? We, we can't say that, right? So I think it's really unfair for us to say that immediately that they're bad or they're, they're, they're making silly mistakes or they're making bad choices. and all that. I think that's really, really unfair like, because we don't know what they're going through. And I think if we took the time to sit down and, 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 and be with them and empathize with them and, and really see the world from their lenses, right, I think I've got a feeling, really good feeling that our answers would be different.
1: Okay, Dr. Joel, I don't mean to turn this into a personal therapy session, right? But, I, you know, I'm in my 20s, I'm idealistic, I'm passionate about my views, I have a lot of energy and I can, you know, I, I always, not always, maybe sometimes I feel like I know I can change the world. And whenever I see views that are, you know, that I feel are wrong, I immediately, you know, want to, you know, push back and get into, you know, these big debates and all that. Um, What should people like me do?
0: Ah, uh, don't stop. I think that's the first one I would say, right? Uh, and the reason why I say don't stop is because um, we need people who speak up, like, rightly or wrongly so, uh, rightly or wrongly. so, in the sense that, you know, they could agree with you or disagree with you, right? We need people to speak up because I think oftentimes when people don't say things and they allow it to fester inside of them and they just get all bitter and angry and passive-aggressive, I think that's when a lot more problems occur on top of the ones that are already occurring, like the central, right? So I think don't stop to keep speaking your mind and stuff like that. Still keep being angry, keep voicing your opinions and all that kind of good things. But what I would suggest is that you can add on a veneer layer of... Um, empathy and understanding, right? So, you know, go ahead and speak your mind. Go ahead and, and, and shout it out to the mountains and all that kind of good stuff. I think that's something that should keep continue to be done. And honestly, they should be done more, if if anything, right? Because mm-hmm. that way, a lot more people can share their views and, and the more information they share, the better decisions we can make about things. The more information shared, better better decisions. That makes sense, right? But with that layer of understanding and empathy, I think what that allows for is that after we're done shouting, after we're done being angry and, and fighting for our our causes and what we think is right, then we can take a moment and pause and um, stop and listen, right? I think a lot of times the problems come about is that when we're shouting out loud and, and, and making out arguments and things like that, we tend to forget that there's someone else on the other side of the, uh, the coin, right? Someone else has a different opinion, someone else with different ideas, And when we get too caught up with ourselves, in in almost to a certain extent, be too selfish with ourselves, right? We just say our our way is the right way and it's my way or the Mm -hmm. highway. We lose out so much more information and capacity to do, uh, make better choices even, right? Because, you know, there are definitely valid points on the other side of the coin, right? So when you can add that layer of understanding and empathy and we can just shut up and listen sometimes, right? I think we get a lot more. So if you can add that to your repertoire, I think you're definitely on the right track.
3: And you know, Doctor Joel, a lot of times politics is something that has divided society. How do we be kind to the people on the other side of the political aisle? Um, you know, from wherever we're standing in an increasingly polarized society.
0: Mm-hmm. I think the, the the pushing the the, the divisive factor here, like, I think comes down to the the uh, how do I put it the the more uh, the uglier side of politics, that like, mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, politics um is there to, f- to, 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 to rally people to their cause, rally people to their, uh, the banner, for example, and, and, and the ultimate the uh, end goal here is to gain more more power, more influence like, in that sense like. and I think that's the problematic part about our politics here, like, right? There's always gonna be a winner and a loser, right? Mm. I think if there was less of that, if there was a more if there is more parity, like, in the sense that, you know, there's no winners losers, but you know, one idea is more dominating than the other, for example. Something a bit more uh, mellow. Like, I think everyone else would benefit from it, like, right? Now back to your original question about how, you know, um, and we be kinder to the people before using uh, political or otherwise, other other kind of use towards, right? right? I think the same advice that I was giving to you applies here as well, right? You think about it, right? Like, let's say, for example, you look at American politics, we are very clear-cut um, black or white. You know, we've got uh, Republicans, we've got the Democrats, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I think when you look at it from that perspective, um, it's easy for, if you are a Republican, for example, it's easy to say that, oh, yeah, the Democrats, uh, whatever ideas that they have, are you know, are wishy-washy, it's not good, ours is the best way. But if you have half the country who are de- Democrats, you have to stop and wonder, maybe they've got something that's right. Maybe they've got right. something that we, we can actually, uh, you know, uh, no, I won't say rally to, but adopt for ourselves as well. And the same goes the other way around as well, right? Mm-hmm. So I think if we can, obviously fight your cause, you know, don't ever stop doing that because I think that's important for every one of us and, and especially something we believe in. But if we can stop and listen and just really figure out what the other side is saying, right? It's uncomfortable. Don't get me wrong. It's a pain. But it's a pain, definitely, because you're, you're going to be facing a time mob of people who oppose you, who don't agree with you. But if you take the time to do it, I think you learn a lot more about how you can improve yourself and and, and the, 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 the the entire place as a whole, right? Because we can accept and and, and consider what other people have to say, mm. and that helps modifies our views and adds to our views, which I think is no bad thing, right?
3: Yeah, and can being kind and understanding um, of others benefit one's own mental health?
0: they massive ones, right? I mean, you think about it simply, like, right? The more time I spend being angry at someone, uh, let's say it's someone who cuts me off in traffic or someone who uh, doesn't wear a mask properly in public, for example, like, right? Mm. <clears throat> if I, all that time I spend angry and, and the thoughts, and like, the bad thoughts about me, festering about this person who cut me off in traffic, for example, Who does it impact? The person that cut me off, who I can never catch up to, who I can never have a conversation with or can never tell off, or myself for having these thoughts day in day out on the entire day, for example, and all that kind of stuff. It's going to impact us, not the person that we are angry at, right? So when we are able to be kind and say, hey, you know what, maybe he's had a bad day, maybe he didn't see me, maybe he's just generally a horrible driver, maybe you know he's uh, rushing off somewhere because someone is ill, for example, or something like that. When we're able to give ourselves that kind of um, flexibility like, to consider different uh, ideas, different possibilities, we immediately calm ourselves down, right? And I think that's a massive benefit to us because when we can calm ourselves down, then it's like, oh, okay, whatever. It's just water off the duck's back, that like, kind of thing. Right? So by being kind, we actually do a lot for ourselves because we do away with all those negative thoughts, those frustrating thoughts and things like that, which if we think about it, there is no... The only detriment that, you get, that it provides is to us and not the person that we are angry at, right? Um, so I think that's the one wonderful thing that kindness can do for you.
2: Now, on the flip side, uh, Dr. Joel, what are the consequences towards our own self uh, you know, and our mental health when we think that our perspective is always right and everyone else is you know, just simply wrong or just lesser than?
0: Well, I think on the, the the first thing on the top of my head is that it's very frustrating. Right? It's a, if you're going to keep that kind of mentality, then what's going to happen is that it's always going to be this constant battle. You're always on the lookout for the next person to fight or to, to oppose or who who you feel that's impinging on your rights and privileges or whatnot. It's just so tiring Right. because it's, it's, you're constantly defensive. Right? And I don't think anyone can thrive in that kind of situation right? You spend so much of your, your mental bandwidth uh, focusing on these kind of things that you cannot live your life, you cannot do your job, you cannot be with your loved ones and things like that, right? So I think that's something to definitely avoid. Lah. By being kind, you allow yourselves to be to be free of all this, um, uh, I wouldn't say, I think it's uh, extra thoughts that you don't need, lah, put it that way, lah, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we should try, always try and aim for. Lah.
1: All right, Dr. Joel, before we let you go, do you have a final message that you'd like to leave us with?
0: Yeah, I do. I think uh, this is quite this is quite a, a passion point for me as well, right? So you know how in the traditional uh, I, uh, understanding of the, the terms of kindness, it's always very external. It means um you should be kind to other people, and that's the message religion teaches us, parents teaches us, I and mean, things like that. Always right. be kind to your siblings, always be kind to your friends, and all that. It's already very very externalized. So kindness is seen through your acts towards other people, right? And don't get me wrong, that's that's great, and we should continue that, but. I think another important person to be really kind to is yourself. I think that's something we oftentimes forget, right? Um, if you think about it, this happens so often, right? If you get into a little like fender bender, for example, you scratch your car on the pillar, you we berate ourselves, we're so angry with ourselves. We say, oh, I'm such a careless person. See, i got to fork out money to repair my car and all that. But if you think about it in the full context, maybe you had a very rough day, maybe you were distracted by a phone call or a meeting or whatever it is, right? Mm. And I think it's so incredibly important for us to be kind to ourselves, right? Um, because if not, then you'll be upset, you'll be angry, you'll be going through a rough time, and mm. that's something we definitely don't need. La. And the unfortunate thing is actually it's not easy to be kind to ourselves. We grow up, especially in Malaysia, we grow up in a community where we are often very harsh to ourselves, right? So if mm-hmm. you think about it, when you had your parents, when you go back home with your results, you get a B. Parents say, hey, try harder, you can get an A, right? But you go to your cousin's house who almost failed or got a D or whatever it is, right? What do they say to your cousin? Um, don't worry, boy, you can try again next time, right? <laughs> so that's just, uh, you know, it's a different, uh, you know, different set of uh, criteria to to gauge ourselves. And I think we adopt that quite strongly for ourselves as well. So. If we mess up, it's bad. If other people mess up, okay like, I can understand that. Right? Mm. So be kind to yourself, guys. I think if we can do that, you, you know, you you feel all the more better for yourself for really. it.
1: All right, thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Joel. That was clinical psychologist Dr. Joel Lowe talking to us about the importance of being kind, even when we disagree.
3: Yeah, and mm. I really love what Dr. Joel said about the difference between understanding and accepting. You know, sometimes I think we may completely disagree with someone else, and we don't have, um, and we don't have to accept their views. But it's always important to try, at least, you know, and understand where they're coming from and. Perhaps, you know, try and show some empathy. Um, not mm-hmm. only is that a more, I guess, productive way of trying to find a middle ground and move forward, but really is going to just, you know, improve your own mental health.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, and on that note, Juliet, about what you said about, you know, finding the middle ground, we've got a, a message from an anonymous, uh, listener on WhatsApp who, who says, you know, perhaps why people don't find the middle ground is, uh, the, the message says polarization is learnt from the cradle onwards, and we follow our parents, teachers, and leaders. And this becomes explosive when our arrogance refuses to allow us to admit when we're wrong. But we got to keep trying to change for the better and to be tolerant. Yeah. And on that note, if you've got you know any more thoughts uh, on your minds that you'd like to share with us, uh, do tweet us at BFM Radio, or you can send us a WhatsApp at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine.
1: Yes, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us, The Bigger Picture Crew, you can look us up on Facebook. Uh, we are... the B- uh, B- Sorry, we are BFM, the bigger picture, and you can drop us a message there. Um, if you missed any part of today's show, you can download the podcast on bfm.my slash daily digest. You can also find us on the BFM app, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. And coming up at 3 p.m. on live and learn has, has, uh, will be sticking around to speak with lawyer dato joy apukuten. And they are going to be talking about the army personnel that, you know, has been granted emergency powers to arrest people who violate uh, COVID-19 SOPs, which is kind of unprecedented mm, right in our yeah. time. Yeah, so that'll be coming up after the 3pm news. Once again, I'm Dashan Johan, together with Julia Jacobs and Hezreel Ashraf, and you've been listening to The Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great
0: interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes.